Hey friends, in these uncertain times we're living, it is so easy to walk in fear, but God is still on the throne. Nothing can thwart his plans for us in any way. Don't be afraid. Be responsible, but don't be afraid. I believe in this season we are living that God has created ventures for people. He is asking us to step out of our comfort zones and to trust him in everything. Is it time to start that online business? What about that ministry you've been thinking about? Whatever he's asked you to do, it can feel daunting right now. But trust me, if he's asked you to do it, he will equip you and empower you to do it for your good and for his glory. My guest today is JJ Gutierrez. She left a six-figure job to homeschool her daughter and to start her writing career. Listen in as she and I talk about what it looks like to put feet to our faith as we embark on a journey to transformation. I'm Julie Holmquist, and you're listening to Kairos Moments Podcast, episode number nine. So welcome to the show, JJ. Thank you so much, Julie, for inviting me to be a guest on your show. Yes, I'm so excited to have you here. Why don't you go ahead and tell us just a little bit about yourself? Well, my name is JJ, and I recently moved from Northern California to Southern California. And um, my husband and I are on a journey, uh, what we call a God journey, um, because he's in the midst of starting a brand new police department. So it's really exciting for our family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am a homeschool mom. Um, I come from a corporate career background where I spent um, 17 years in corporate business sales. um, And I decided to give that up to become a homeschool mom and to start a writing career. And and my book um, released on March 24th, and I couldn't be more thrilled. Um, You also can find me on most days sipping iced tea. It's my most favorite, favorite drink of all. And um, I have a problem. I have a really big problem with starting small groups. Um, I don't think a lot of people would call that a problem, but it is something that I'm just so passionate about. I love getting um, people circled up together um, to walk life together, to study the Bible, and um, to just you know grow in courage and strength together. I was in one of your small groups uh, late last year, and I was helping us prepare our businesses and our writing and such for 2020. So I know you are a very good small group leader. This is the podcast Kairos Moments. And the thought behind it is God moves and we respond and everything changes. I wanted to know if you would like to share a Kairos moment that happened in your life. And like what, tell us a little bit about that Kairos moment and what led up to that moment. Absolutely. And I did. I had what um, you refer to as a Kairos moment, as an epiphany or as a God moment. Um, And it was one of those moments that just stopped me dead in my tracks at a moment when I really, really needed it the most. Um, And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to back up a little bit before that moment happened and tell you a little bit about what was going on in my life. And then I will share that moment with you. Um, I was born in a family that was very broken. My mother married multiple times. That had a really profound effect on me and my sisters. So from the time I was born until I was 18, she was married um, five times and had 
four different men live in our home. And then she got cancer and then she died. And so it's, I can't go into all the details right here, but that left me in a place where I felt really lost and I didn't know who I was. We, I was not a Christian at the time. Um, and I, I just, I had no identity. I didn't know what I was born to do, what I was born to be or any, I didn't know my purpose in life. And as the journey went on, I became a Christian when I was 23 years old. God found me and I accepted the call to become a Christian. And from that moment forward, I began to study the scriptures, go to Bible study. I got married and I had kids and life just kind of continued on. But I still, you know, I was in what I would call the process of being saved. So I was saved the moment I accepted Christ, but I was in the sanctification process. And so I spent years doing that. There came a moment in which I needed to get a job and I was very thankful and grateful to get into corporate business sales. A fantastic career that I used a lot of gifts and talents that naturally came naturally to me were being used in that position. And I excelled and I was a very, very successful. But I found myself in that career, in the most successful place in that career, feeling unfulfilled and unsatisfied and suddenly realizing this wasn't my purpose or my place anymore. Mm. And I didn't know what to do with that. And so that leads us up to this moment. About two years before my Kairos moment, my daughter, my youngest daughter, Hope, was struggling tremendously with anxiety. And that is something that it seems many of my family members, including myself, has struggled with, mm -hmm. is the battle of anxiety and, and fear and really feeling confident and being able to not ruminate on, on fearful thoughts over and over again. And so my daughter at the time, she was, she was in the first grade. She, um, she struggled deeply with this and we had to pull her out of school and bring her home to homeschool. And so when I brought her home to homeschool, I have a career, a career in which I'm traveling. Um, I'm traveling to different states on a regular basis. And now I have her at home. So I had to hire a teacher tutor to come to my home to homeschool her. When I wasn't traveling, I was working at home. And so it made it to where it was doable. But I knew that God was doing something in my heart and I was not supposed to be doing this. And I had remembered a time about 10 years before, and Julie, I think I shared this with you in the business planning group, um, about 10 years before that, I was accidentally sent to a training class at work that my manager and I did not know until I returned back from the class that I was in the wrong class the entire time. That, that would, you could say, was a Kairos moment too, because, um, because God had me there for a reason. And in that class, the teacher, uh, well, she was actually a life coach, and she had asked us to think about where we wanted to be in 10 years. Where did, where did we want our life to be? And I imagined that I really wanted to be in a position where I was writing books and speaking to women. And that was it. I didn't know any more about what that meant. Mm -hmm. um, but that was what God had showed me um, in this corporate career training class. <laughs> and we began to then take our 10-year vision and work it backwards. And in that process of working backwards, I had realized that my job, my, my current job position was helping me to build really valuable skills that I would use in the future. So I felt really satisfied in my career at that moment that it was where I was supposed to be because God was going to use it later right. um, when I made a transition. But here I am coming up on the 10-year mark 
and I haven't made a transition. My daughter's now home. She's being homeschooled and I'm feeling more than ever this uncomfortable feeling that I need to leave my job. I am unhappy, but I'm experiencing a lot of fear over it. So much fear that that I, I didn't know how to quit my job. I didn't know how to make this transition. And I tried to do it and I scheduled meetings with my boss multiple times where I was going to go and I was going to quit my job. And I couldn't do it. I just I was too scared. Right. And yeah. And so I was sitting at a meeting with my daughter and her um, teacher tutor. And we were going over her schoolwork and just talking. And, and I was explaining to the teacher tutor how I had met with my boss three times already. And every time I met with my boss to quit my job, I chickened out. I was too scared. I couldn't do it. You know, I was giving up a lot. I was giving up a six-figure income, a company car. I mean, I had all the company, the travel corporate card and all of the luxuries Mm -hmm. that a corporate job provided. And I was going to walk away with, walk away from that with nothing in exchange for it that was of a monetary value. (laughs) So I wasn't going to another job. I was going to just quit. And so I was explaining this to her and we were, you know, kind of laughing because, you know, it's a really difficult thing to do. What I was doing was was really scary. And my daughter, she just, her six-year-old sweet, innocent self just looked right up up at me and she said, mom, why don't you just chicken in? (laughs) And both myself and our teacher tutor looked at each other, you know, our eyes wide open and we kind of went, what did she just say? (laughs) And then we began to kind of laugh and And I just thought, oh my goodness, what did she just say? I've never heard this word chicken in before, a chicken in, chickening out. You know, I think everybody said chickening out at one point in their life, or they've told somebody, you know, you're a chicken and you, because, you know, you won't do something that you're afraid to do. Mm -hmm. And so I just thought, oh my goodness, what just happened here? And so we kind of laughed and went on, but that moment was etched in my brain. Of course. (laughs) <laughs> yes, and it w- it was a god moment that after I went home and the the days and weeks to follow at at this time every morning I was getting up and I was walking with God. So I had I had my daily walk with God. And so I was walking with God and I was processing this like, Lord, what did she just tell me? Like, what does chickening in mean? Like, is this you telling me? And and it was, it was God's way of grabbing my attention. And he needed to do it in a way that I knew it was him. And that was very powerful because to do what I was about to do was one of the scariest things of my life. Right. <laughs> you know, your job is your security is tied up in your job so so much of it because you know your provision for your life your food and your family and your livelihood right. um, and here I was going to walk away from it all not to mention my identity was enwrapped in my career and that was something that God had to work on because my identity should never ever be wrapped in my career or my job it should always be wrapped up in him and so God was using this word chickening in to tear me apart from my security blanket, which was my job, and to step in faith into what he was calling me to do, which was to homeschool my daughter and start my writing career. That was the word that he used to do it. And that was my Kairos moment that got it all started, that started the journey for me. Now, what 
a testimony and a legacy you showed your daughter and you're leaving your daughter that God used her, first of all, to speak that in that moment to you. And then for her to watch you do something scary and just watching you do it with God. Yes. It, you know, it's had a, a, a tremendous, amazing impact on my daughter and her faith in God because she has had her own struggle with anxiety. I mean, it's so interesting to me because most of my life I beat myself up and shamed myself for having, you know, fear and anxiety. But when my daughter was born and I noticed that she had it in her toddler years, it, well, it set me on a mission, first of all, to, um, to help her. But it also taught me that we are born into this imperfect world and that some of us are born with this propensity to have fear and to have anxiety and that that and that propensity to have that or that weakness is something that God can use to draw us towards him. Yes. Um, and to push us deeper in with him. And so while I wanted all along to trade my weakness for somebody else's weakness, <laughs> because I didn't want to be a person with anxiety and fear, and now I have a daughter with anxiety and fear, there's a lot of beauty in accepting that that is the weakness that God is using to draw myself and my daughter to him, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, definitely. And like I said, your daughter's faith has probably just grown by watching you through this whole process. It has. And I, um, and I just encourage her. And she is, um, she's so much a part of this that uh, when we go to book signings, um, she comes along and she signs the book too. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is adorable. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Because if it weren't for her, um, you know, if it weren't for her, saying that word that day. I mean, I, I believe God would have found a way to get through to me, but it was through her that he did it that day. And I also, what else I want to encourage, you know, people when you're considering or thinking of Kairos moments, um, I could have easily dismissed this moment. I could have easily said, oh, this was just a child saying a childlike thing. Mm -hmm. And I could have dismissed it and just laughed about it and probably total, told a few people the story and just laughed and not really stopped to think what is happening here. Um, and so I'd like to encourage, you know, your listeners that God can bring these moments, these Kairos moments in very unexpected ways and unexpected from unexpected people or unexpected places. And I never would have dreamed that it would have been a six-year-old girl, my daughter, that God would have used to make this transformation in my life. So from the point in time that she said that about chickening in, how long mm -hmm. did it take you to go to your boss and resign? So I resigned three weeks after that. Okay. Yes. So it was it was quick. Well, um, I would say it was quick for what I was doing <laughs> for, for three weeks from the moment. And then I processed it. I am a processor. I, I process information. And so for me to process something with God in three weeks is pretty fast. <laughs> Well, plus you probably wanted to give your business, you know, enough notice. Yeah. So I gave notice and, and I actually gave a month notice. So I actually was still employed for another month after I gave my notice. Did you have like a, a sigh of relief knowing that this was, you know, this was going to be what your life was going to be like, or were you still dealing with a little fear? So it was a combination of both. Um, I really was stepping in faith with my fear. And that is what I've come to learn that chickening in is. It isn't about 
removing all of your fear. It's about going forward with it in faith. So I call it grabbing your fear by the hand and walking down the road with your fear hand in hand. Mm. Um, And that's what I had to do um, in order to get through this. I don't think there was any escaping the heaviness of quitting a six-figure income for no um, income in exchange. (laughs) You know, we're Yes, it's it's the huge decision. And it's not one that I would recommend that anybody ever take lightly because it's gonna it's it has a ripple effect, you know, that you may not notice um for you know months to come. And so you need to be fully prepared and know without a doubt that that is what God is calling you to do. So with the ripple effect, was your husband immediately on board or did he have to come to that place of walking hand in hand with the fear, knowing that God was calling you to this? So my husband um, does not struggle with fear the same way that um, that I do. He knew how unhappy I was and how unfulfilled I was. So for him, it was a solution to re- restoring happiness back into our family. <laughs> so, um, so he was willing to take the risk and to take the burden of being the sole provider of the family in order for our family to have order and to have peace. It also meant a lot for our daughter in knowing that with her anxiety that now I was going to be there with her full time and I was going to be her, you know, her primary homeschooling teacher and we weren't going to have to hire out. We were hiring out a teacher, you know, a house cleaner. Um, I felt like I was paying everyone else to be me mm-hmm. so that I could go to my job. So for him, it was like, oh, well, now we're going to reduce all of these um, expenses right. and now our family is going to be restored. That's awesome. That is so good. It has been said that life shrinks or expands according to one's courage. How has your life expanded in proportion to your courage? I know you talked about leaving that six-figure job. Have you seen the other effects? of that courage in your life. Absolutely. Um, courage is a what I call a baby step process. It is one courage decision after another that builds upon and it compounds. And before you know it, you're doing things that you never dreamed that you could do, but you couldn't have done them if you didn't take little steps along the way. So quitting my job was the first step, but stepping into writing was a completely different one. Mm. And I didn't have, um, so I didn't feel educated, equipped, qualified, or significant enough to write. And I couldn't imagine how God would call somebody like me to write anything that would help somebody else because I just didn't feel good enough about it. Mm. So in order to write something, it took a lot of courage. And it was one baby step after another. And the first baby step was starting a blog. Right. And so that was my first step into the writing world was I'm going to start a blog and I'm just going to start putting words out there and letting people read. And I was terrified the moment I hit publish on my blog and let it out in the world. But now looking back, I can see how that was, you know, the first step. That was the first process. I couldn't have just started with writing a book. That would have been too big and too much, and I would not have been ready for it. So I I can see how the courage has built up until the moment um, that I started writing my book, which was, it was in the fall of 2017 that I got really serious about writing my book. 
Okay. And, um, and, and felt like that was the next step that God um, had for me. Um, but my courage has grown in all areas of my life, not just in writing. Um, it has grown in my ability to start the groups that I told you about, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, to sort of put myself out there and say, does anybody want to join a group? I started a mother-daughter Bible study group um, once I started homeschooling. And this group that, that we had of five moms and five daughters studying the Bible together for two years was one of the most amazing things. I had never led a group like that before. Mm. Um, And I had the courage to do it, but it was because courage grows and courage compounds. And the more you step out there, the more you trust God, the more you walk in faith, the more you can do it. Well, I love how you talked about it being a step-by-step process, because I think sometimes we are on a journey of overcoming fear, and we feel like we should be from point A to point Z by tomorrow. Yeah. And it is a God is gracious in that way. He takes us a step by step by step. And pretty soon we look back and we realized, wow, look at all he's helped me overcome. Exactly. It's really beautiful when you get to up uh, for me right now to to be in the position that I'm in right now and to be able to look back and say, oh my goodness, Lord, now I can see. I can see what you've been doing. There was a time when I couldn't see and I didn't understand and I couldn't see how my past and all my brokenness and my childhood, all my fear and anxiety could work for the good, to, that God would use that for something good, for a good purpose. But having now being where I'm at now and being able to look back, it's really beautiful. And I want this for everyone. I want everyone to reach a point where you can look back and say, wow, you know, I made some really courageous decisions. I was really afraid and I didn't think I could do it. I was afraid to even trust God, but I did. And now I can look back and say, look what God has done. And all the glory goes to God, by the way. Every every step of my journey, all the glory goes to Him. Um, I had to be willing to take the steps but he met me in every one of them. And, and he is the one weaving the story together, not me. Right. That's beautiful. So you have a book that was released on March 24th. And it yes. talks about, well, the name of it is Chickening In, I love. And yes. <laughs> it talks about the eight pillars of transformation. Do you want to go through, you want to tell the listeners what those eight are and then maybe touch on one or two? Yeah, so what I'd like to do is um, is just share that this book is was written for several reasons. Um, one being that it is it is the written physical proof of the change of legacy that I desired um, from the time I was a child. I wanted to change the legacy that would that was given to me by my mother. And so this book is that. It represents that for me, for my children. So it's a, it's my legacy living that I'm leaving to my children. It is also a written form of the journey and the process that God has led me through to get through my fear and to learn to trust Him. And it is also written to give others the insight or the steps that I have taken or that God has taught me the process of chickening in. So chickening in turned from a Kairos moment and from a word into a lifestyle. I saw God use this word chickening in and it just transformed before my eyes 
into this new lifestyle. And that's what the eight pillars are. They are the the stepping stones or the, the process to which God used to transform my life. They are uh, facing our fear, stepping up to the plate of your life, taking calculated risks, traveling down unknown roads, embracing your uniqueness, pursuing your dreams, doing it afraid, and faith is the difference maker. What I'd like to let your listeners know about this book is that it is not an easy book. This is not a quick fix, like a 30 days, you know, and you're done and fear is gone or, you know, a one and done. That is not what this book is about. Um, Although there is a process that's woven into the book, the book is not a one and done. Learning to confront your fear and learning to Uh, walk in faith and trust God is a lifelong process. And it is something that we will have to do over and over again, because life is fluid. And once we face a fear that we have today, like maybe you're afraid to go on a roller coaster, and you're able to overcome that, and you're able to go on a roller coaster one day, you would say that that fear is, is now gone. You faced it. But tomorrow, there will be a new fear because you're there will be a new situation. There will be something you've never experienced before um, in life that will come up in your life and that will uh, provoke you know, anxiety, worry, fear, or doubt. And so we will never completely, completely face all of our fear and say, okay, the next 20 years of my life, I'm fear-free. Right. And oh, I would seems- Yeah, I would love for it to be that way. (laughs) Yes, of course. It almost seems like this is a reference book, kind of. Like, they'll want to keep it. You know, sometimes you read a book and you pass it on. It's almost like a book that you'll keep because there will be new situations that you'll encounter that you'll want to um, have something to walk you through those steps again. Exactly, exactly. This is what I call a transformation process that you every time you face a new fear, you can start it all over again. You can walk through the process again, or you can take from it what steps you need. Maybe you don't need every step during every situation. Maybe you just need one. Maybe you just need to figure out how to take a calculated risk because there's a risk in front of you that you need to take and you're really afraid. But being able to put a plan around it, being able to put a a process, a written plan down is going to reduce that fear enough. It's going to take your risk anxiety and reduce it down so that you can take that risk. So maybe you don't need to take every, you know, all of the eight steps. You just need one of those steps. Mm, that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I want readers to know is this is not, and this is not an easy read also because you're going to be challenged. You're going to be challenged to look deep inside of yourself. You're going to be challenged to say, why do I do this? And why am I afraid? In one of the chapters, I talk about what if. I've spent so many years saying, what if everything that could possibly go wrong? So what if I fail? What if, um, what if nobody likes me? What if I get rejected? What if I quit my job and we go into financial ruin and we're homeless. Like I went from quitting my job to, you know, we're going to be homeless on the streets. <laughs> Pretty extreme. Yes. Um, and so I, there's a process in which we can reverse our what if. And instead of saying, what if everything that could go wrong, start saying, what if it goes right? What if I quit my job 
and I am now fulfilled and I am now walking in God's purpose. What if I quit my job and I find out that homeschooling is the most rewarding and fulfilling thing I could ever do or contribute to my daughter's life and my daughter's anxiety? Right. What? Yeah. What if I quit my job and I write a book? (laughs) <laughs> and here I am. And so, so there's these processes that, um, that are built into the book that people can adopt and that you can use on a regular basis as you come up against, you know, different fears that you face. I can relate to the what if scenarios. I, I talk to my husband like that a lot. And in actuality, in my past, I thought it was being prepared, right? In the name yeah. of preparation. But it was really just operating out of fear and not trusting God with my future. So whenever I come up with a what if question, like what if I fail, my husband's like, well, what if you succeed? (laughs) So he always turns it around like, okay, okay, I get it. (laughs) I know. And it's kind of hard to hear when someone else is telling you. (laughs) It is, but it hurts so good is what I say. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And those are the kind of mind shifts um, that you're being asked to take when you read Chickening In. You're really trying to turn your thoughts um, from the fearful path towards God. And that is probably the most important part of Chickening In is that the power of Chickening In, though it's a fun word and I really love the word and I'm super passionate about Chickening In, it means absolutely nothing without God and the power of His word. My words alone, my experience alone, or my daughter's word chicken in is not powerful enough to cause transformation. It is God's word that has the power to transform us. It is his word that can take us from a fearful place to walking in faith. And so so in, yeah. And so in each chapter, it's, it's founded in God's word and there are stories Uh, biblical references and stories that will encourage us and help us to look at other people in the Bible who are walking in faith, who are trusting in God, who are facing their fears, to help us to also be able to do that as well. Because I, I don't, my words don't carry the power. God's worries, God's words carry the power. So you have some resources on your blog that people can download. Is that right? Yes, so I have a free resource page that um, that uh, listeners can go to and download various different worksheets that I've created to help walk through different processes for facing your fear. Um, and so those are for free. If you go to my blog, you just look under the tab free resource and you're off. You can download it. Why don't you go ahead and tell us where they where my listeners can find you all of your social media and your website. Absolutely. So you can find me. My website is www.chickeningin.com. My Instagram and Facebook are also Chickening In. I don't think anybody else has a name close to mine, so <laughs> you should be able just to find um, find mine directly. And then I also have a newsletter if you are interested in that. We are going through um, how uh, the names of God can increase our courage over this mm-hmm. next year, which I'm really excited about. So, so yeah, that I is love, well. love studying the names of God. Yeah, Julie. So your uh, listeners can find me at www.chickeningin.com 
or um, on my Instagram or Facebook account, which is also Chickening In. Uh, I don't think there's anybody that has a name like mine, so it shouldn't be any problem finding it. On my website, uh, Julie, I think you might have mentioned I do have a free resource page, and you can download free resources, worksheets that can help walk through different uh, various like I have a facing your fear worksheet or the top 10 Bible verses to overcoming fear, things like that. Those are available for free. I also have a newsletter available for um, readers who would like to sign up and we are going through courage and the names of God. And because I am so, so, so crazy excited about the release of my new book and, and, and chickening in, I'm going to do a giveaway to your listeners. Awesome. Yeah. And so I am going to give away what I call a bag of courage. And so one of your listeners is going to win a bag of courage, which is filled with a t-shirt, a chickening in t-shirt. It's exclusive. We don't sell these. So, um, you will, your, um, listener that gets it will be only one of only a few that will receive one. Um, and, um, and then there's going to be an exclusive, a uh, little painting of a chicken in there that um, your listener can put up to remind herself or himself to be courageous, as well as a um, as a as a special writing from me and a chickening and sticker. So it's just a little bag of goodies that I want to send out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, JJ, and I so appreciate you sharing your Kairos moment. And I look forward to reading your book and walking in my own courageous steps. I, I cannot wait. There are some, some things that are looming in the horizon that I know God is asking me to step into. And fear is a little bit in the, in the mix. So I look forward to reading it. So appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you, Julie, so much for having me on. Wasn't that such an inspiring story JJ shared? She has eight pillars of transformation going from fear to courageous faith, and it is possible. As you heard her share, she struggled with anxiety and fear. And so friends, if she can do it, so can you. What has God put in your heart to do? Where are you shrinking back because you're afraid? Let's be confident in who God made us to be. Let's be confident in his plans and his purposes for our lives. No matter what the outward circumstances look like, we can be confident because our God is still on the throne. See you next time.